Welcome, friends, to the Someone Gets Me podcast. I am your host, Diane Allen, and I am so delighted that you're here. This podcast was created because I believe there is a visionary leader inside each one of us who is waiting to be seen. In each episode of Someone Gets Me, you will hear useful tips from successful visionaries who will share their stories about how being seen has allowed them to take their vision out into the world with action. Freedom to create. Creativity is essential for evolution. I have Diane here with some information about freedom and creativity and how they go together. See, I believe that all of us, if we're sucking air, are creative. That every human being is here to create to create something, whether it's a grand vision, a piece of music, some art, create children, create your own life, that every day we're creating. We're creating with the way we think. We're creating with our words. We're creating with our actions. We're creating by what we do and also what we don't do. And so I think that we want to give ourselves a bit more freedom to create. I think we could create much better solutions for the challenges of this world if those of us who had these great visions or ideas for the good of all would begin to create some momentum and bring to reality some of what we can see. So that's why I want to talk about creativity and our own personal evolution, meaning our moving forward. So creativity is that natural human drive in all the different ways it is, creating businesses, families, art, music, poetry, books, all different things. We can create anything. Evolution for me is all about how we evolve forward, how we grow forward, how we allow what's within us to emerge like a beautiful fountain of greatness and brightness into the world. For me, that's what the evolution is, right? It's how do we let that happen? How do we bring who we are from an idea to expressing it in words, to taking action with it, to seeing it show up, whatever the it is. I think that freedom comes from the inside. It's not dependent on political figures, on the outside world, or any of that. And I think that's how come people made it through concentration camps and other just situations that are living hell because nobody can take our inner freedom. So I want to invite you to think about your creativity and your freedom on those deeper inner places and see if something that I say here really resonates with you. And then I want to encourage you to bring your creativity forward for the benefit of all people. So there's some consequences to being a really creative person and or being in touch with it and being a visionary. One is it's really easy to be lonely or experience loneliness. Now, in our world, we solve loneliness by connecting with other people on the outside, which it does help. And it is part of it. But for me, loneliness is deeper than that. It has to do with am I connected to myself and my own vision, my own creativity and am I willing to connect to it in a way that I can translate it in a meaningful way into the world? 
because when I can translate my creativity in a meaningful way to the world, using their language, their way, then I can be heard and understood and loneliness is much less of a risk. But when I have a great vision inside of me or a great idea and I start to translate it into the world and my translation misses the mark, knowingly or unknowingly, then we get in trouble a little bit because other people won't get it. It might even go right over their head and they don't even know it's a thing or they might not even understand what you're trying to say. And that missing each other can create a sense of being misunderstood and lonely. So we want really to get a little better at that. Now, I have messed that up so many times in my younger years. That's how come I know it leads to loneliness. And that's how come I know that creativity, we want our freedom to do it, but we really want to become really good translators. Many years ago, I would have a vision about whatever the thing was I was creating. And I would tell people, and sometimes I would get those confused dog looks, or I would get people that would just blank stare at me. They'd just go, and there was no affect. There was no nothing. And sometimes I walked away feeling, wow, did I speak Greek even though my language is English? Or maybe when in the airwaves between my mouth and their ears, it changes into something else because it makes total sense to me. But yet that listener person, they weren't connecting to it. So sometimes as somebody who is a creative, it takes practice and willingness to practice our delivery method, the way we translate what's in here to out here. And often it takes trial and error. It takes finding our people who will understand us. Like my mother was a jazz pianist and she was really good. And she taught me great appreciation for scat and some of the parts of jazz that sound very discombobulated and very disorganized. That to somebody who doesn't really understand music or hasn't been educated in that way, and maybe even some people who have been, may not enjoy that. Well, I can't say it's my favorite type of jazz, but I can tell you that when I went to a concert recently with um, Diana Krall and she played some scat, it brought back these great memories from my mother and I really enjoyed that part of the performance even though the rest of her music, I enjoyed a little bit more, but it didn't mean I didn't like the scat. And I knew what it was and I knew it was intentional and on purpose and valuable. But if I had not had the information necessary, my like or dislike of that part of the concert could have been a little different, right? So I think it matters if you're the artist that you understand that your audience, whoever it is, whether you're the artist of your life and you're just talking to a coworker, a spouse, a child, a friend, or you are the a performer and you're, you're talking to your audience, then we want to translate in a way that allows that person, those people to connect to us. Then our loneliness doesn't feel like a thing as much, right? But when we're disconnected from our vision, from who we are, from our creativity, from the people around us, for whatever reason, it can make loneliness come up and get in our way of our creativity. Because if we get too isolated and too siloed, we'll start shutting down our creativity because it's a natural human response of protection and we need to feel safe. 
So we have to be careful about that. Creative people also, which I think is everybody, we also need to pay attention to burnout and overwhelm and creating turmoil in our lives, all those things. Like those, I call them staticky things, right? We have to pay attention to that because burnout is when we do too much too quick. Like, oh, I have a million ideas. I'm writing this book. I'm creating this video. I'm doing this over here. I got to go to this. I got to go do that. And it's all creative energy. And so to which I ask, do you have creative rest? Do you have creative downtime? Do you have a way to nurture and fill up your inner resources so you're giving from your overflow? What is it that you're doing that nurtures that magnificent font of creativity coming through you? Because if you let the level get too low, you get a little bit burned out or you get tired or you get weary, you can create turmoil in your life. You can create disconnection in your life. And most of the time unknowingly, right? Especially in these times with COVID and can you go out or not go out and can the event be live or does it have to be on Zoom or what about that? Or should I call this person or all these different things that can add to the pressure and the stress and the decision-making fatigue and all of that in the world. So it's very important that as a human being, as a live human being, you are a creative agent. And if you want to grow, evolve, whatever word you want to call it, mature, become wise, become more spiritually connected, have great relationships, all of those things really require taking care of the inner self, the inner creative piece of us that I kind of see is like the lake underneath that beautiful fountain that's about to bring all this beautiful energy into the world. But if we don't keep the lake full by taking care of ourselves in meaningful ways, then we become full of strife and overwhelm. We might even create turmoil so we can get distance because if too many people want you, I, I worked at a treatment center one time and I, in fact, I used to say this, my name is the default name of this place. Everybody's Diane, this, Diane, this, Diane, 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 to the point where I, I didn't want to talk to anybody because there's too much coming, grab, grab, grab energy. So what do you do to take care of yourself? How do you get a place to nurture yourself? So once I set some boundaries on that, I said, wow, that's creating turmoil and exhaustion. Once I set boundaries on it, then I could regenerate in the between time, fill myself up with meditation or journaling or just quiet. And then I could show back up in my creative self. So it's not about shutting it down or closing it down or having a block. It's about really using our discernment of how much to let out when and giving ourselves permission to say, not right now. And just because we have a gift doesn't mean we have to keep giving it all the time. Sometimes we give it to ourselves first and we rest and let that gift percolate and incubate and evolve and grow and be really meaningful. So I think that's a really, really, really important. Another situation that I think can happen for us creative people when we're trying to move forward is our thinking, our linear ego thinking self often wants to control the outcome. I call it destination addiction, where we're so connected to the outcome and what it has to look like. And we put it in such a restrictive box that 
as we grow toward it and we create toward it any variance from our initial idea, that's the destination, we, re, we, we get rid of or we don't do or we don't follow through or we restrict ourselves. And destination addiction is when you're so addicted to where you're headed, what the goal is, what the destination is, that you miss the beauty of the journey. And sometimes it's really hard to get to your destination because a journey is meant to take you in a really interesting, neat way to something even a little better, but you can't see it because it's you've got, you're so rigid. And that's a cornerstone of, of being addicted to something is where you're so rigidly focused on it that you will go after something even if you change your mind or even if something's new or different or even if it harms you, right? One of the ways somebody tells her that they can tell they're an addict is when what they're doing is harming their life. So I've seen people do it, hold on to something so tightly that they destroy relationships and they destroy other parts of their world thinking this one little thing is what it is. When really it's the beauty of the journey. It's the beauty of the creative process that grows us into more wise, amazing, wonderful, evolved human beings. And yes, where we land, that destination, that realizing that vision or that goal is often more beautiful and more amazing than we thought it was going to be. So by releasing addiction to the outcome and giving ourselves permission to be and flow as we head toward the greater vision, we begin to translate that greater vision into more beautiful and creative ways along the way. Many musicians that I've worked with over the years have written books. And the book is not a compilation of their songs they've written. The book is something different. Maybe it's their memoirs, or maybe it's their life story, or maybe it's some of the stories of what their life has been. I had an actor on my podcast um, who wrote this amazing book that had all these recipes in it. And it's beautiful, right? It's a beautiful book. And it's honoring his life, but it adds all these things in there that you don't necessarily see on the screen, right? So your creativity comes out in lots of different ways. It's not just one way. It never is just one way. It's multiple ways. You just get to pick when it shows up and how it shows up at different times in your life. Like there was a time I, that I never did video. There was a time I, I didn't do podcasting. There was a time where I didn't even do much writing other than the technical writing for my work. But I have books out. You see them back there. I have books out. I didn't ever think I was going to bring my creative mind to writing. And I love it. Would I have loved it 40 years ago? I don't know. But I know that I love it now. Is it, was it right or wrong? No, it's just timing. But the creativity keeps coming. It's always, always flowing. You know, Eleanor Roosevelt said a quote similar to this. I'll probably mess it up, but it's popping in my head about, you know, the moment we stop learning is a moment we start dying kind of idea, right? That when we are not allowing ourselves to be open and learning, which is part of creating, then we quit evolving. We might as well not even be around, right? Because when we're not evolving, life becomes stagnant and stale and no fun at all. So there are some great rewards for bringing your creative self to the table. Whether you're a really out there, cool, gifted, visionary person, 
whether you're a geeky, creative, gifted person, whether you're a musician or an artist or a, a mom staying home with her wonderful children and nurturing your family, whether you're a single person who's doing something really cool, doesn't matter because if you are alive, you're creative. And I work with all different kinds of people and I run into all different kinds of people. And the common denominator is we are wanting to create a good life. We're wanting to be happy. We're wanting to be healthy. And we all want to have a sense of some type of meaning, whether we use that word or not. Like, what's my life worth anyway? What am I here for anyway? So there's some benefits. There's some real benefits to letting that creative part of you show up and having it be acknowledged, to acknowledge it. So take yourself on a creative date. Go to a local craft store or somewhere and pick anything that kind of draws your attention and get it, take it home and play with it. Whether it's, you know, pencil and a sketch pad or watercolors or a cool journal or flowers or stickers or Play-Doh or finger paints. Yes, doesn't matter. Let any of it speak to you and then take it home and play. Not trying to create the masterpiece of the world, but creating whatever, opening the door, open the door, letting it emerge, start the pump on the fountain, let it start to emerge. And even if you're already creating in one venue, try something new and see how that nurtures that inner part of your soul too. And if you start doing it and it does not resonate with you, you go, well, it's okay, but not great. You just learned something very valuable. And what you learned was that your creative genius shows up in something a little different than what lit up and chose you. So try something else the next week or the next time. And give yourself permission to just be flexible. We break when we're rigid. When we're flexible, we can have lots of fun. So I do all kinds of things. I do quilting and I you know, sail sailboats and I write books and I love doing video and I knit blessing scarves and I'll learn just about anything because the more I learn, whether I continue to do it or not, the more wise I am, the more I fill my inner resources and the more I'm able to step into the world as a gifted woman who has a creative capacity to connect her vision with others. And however you connect your vision with others, that, my friends, that's the goal. Whether it's in gourmet conversation or great relationships or a gentle touch. Like my massage therapist, she's really good at translating that vision and that gift into a great massage. There's lots of ways to do it. So I have some rewards that I want us to think about because humans only do what we get rewarded for. So we might as well understand that and go with it. So what's the reward? What's the payoff? Because humans only keep doing what we get a payoff for. We're not um, like, like most other animals, right? We only do what we get a payoff for, including what we eat, who we hang out with, what we do, all of it. Even if the payoff is uncomfortable or we don't like it necessarily. Some people that I work with are doing things that don't bring them any joy or happiness, but they get the secondary gain of attention or they get the secondary gain of being able to feel bad about themselves so they do not have to show up in who they are. And that's a payoff. If you're stuck with 
um, feeling small or not doing what you're supposed to be doing, like, okay, I'm just going to stay here depressed and bumpy on a log. And you get a lot of payoff for that because you get a lot of attention from family and doctors and blah, 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 all these people. Then you're going to stay that way until it becomes uncomfortable. So we want to understand that we only get what we have a payoff for. So if you're stuck, ask yourself, what's my secondary gain? What is my payoff for staying here? And when you identify your payoff, you can decide, do I want that payoff or do I want something different? Then you can make better decisions. But realize we only do what we get a payoff for. So the rewards, back to that. I digress. First reward is we get to expand. We get to expand our horizons. We get to expand our connections. We get to expand who's in our life. We get to sit up, put our chest up, and expand ourselves. It's so beautiful. <sighs> Big breaths of love and goodness, and we get to have an expanded world. That's why I think people say travel and art are so great at helping us expand who we are, which is evolution, right? That when you travel to a, a different culture, even where there's different accents or totally different country, difference helps us expand and appreciate who we are, what we have, who they are, what they have, what they don't have, what we don't have, all of it helps us really get connected. So expansion into new horizons, academically, emotionally, spiritually, humanly, socially, all of those, so valuable. It's a reward like no other. In fact, most people who I, I've ever seen who are depressed or don't feel good, it's because they haven't been expanding in a while. They haven't gone out. So sometimes if I start feeling a little heavy from life, you know, and crunching in like this, I'll just sit up and put my arms out and expand and look up and expand, 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 because that's what helps me remember that when I bring the creative juices from within me up, 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 great things happen. And you can do the same thing too. Another thing is, is we have deeper connections with people. When you take a risk in a conversation and you talk about what you're creating or what you're thinking about, or things that matter to you. And when you listen to the same from another person, in that dialogue, in that synergy, your connection becomes deeper. I have some relatively new friends in my life and we're just kind of getting to know what each what we all enjoy and how we think and what we do. And with this one new friend in particular, when I mention some things, she will say back to me, I don't know anything about that. Will you tell me more about that? And we have completely different knowledge bases in some areas. And so it's fascinating because she'll talk about things and I won't, I'll understand the English, but I don't really get it. Right. And so then I ask her, can you tell me more about that? Or I want to experience a piece of what's she's seeing, right? So that helps us, right? Have that deeper connection by being willing to ask questions, speak up, listen, and realize that that creative connection is where both of us have the opportunity to expand and evolve. And as we grow, we invite everyone around us to grow. And since the universe is always expanding, we want to be in the flow that way so we don't become depressed and struggle and that form of evolution is so vital to survival of humans, to Mother Earth being rejuvenated and instead of killed. We have to wake up. Another thing is that we get to have 
a greater empathy for other people. And it makes it a much more difficult to be mean, to be angry, to be hurtful. When you're connected to other people, it's much more difficult to be hurtful. And I think one big reward of letting our creative self show up is we realize that creativity is meant to nurture and love and bring out beauty and ask the deeper questions and bring solace, bring joy, remind people of who they are, even if it jolts them a little bit. It's not meant to be harmful. So for me, when somebody is saying, oh, that's creative, but it's harmful, I don't think that's creativity. I think that's an expression of anger. Or we could call it maladaptive maladaptive creativity. That's an expression that's expressed in anger. We could say it that way. So then it would be creativity, but it would be maladaptive. We want to talk about the creativity that brings your light and your goodness, not darkness into the world. And then you... The last reward that I can think of, there's more, but the last one I'm thinking of right now is you get to create something even newer, uh, a new iteration or a new expression. If you're a songwriter, you get to write more songs that maybe have different meaning. You know, like there's lots of artists over the years that have had spiritual epiphanies and spiritual awakenings in their music shifts from before to after. It was great before and it's great after. It's the same person with a different part of them coming out through their creative process. As they evolved, as they grew, as they experienced life, something new and amazing comes out through them. It's the same thing with you. It's the same thing with me. When we allow ourselves to grow and evolve, something new, different, amazing always shows up. That expansive iteration of our creative being shows up. So our decision is how, how are we going to let it out in the world? How are we going to express it? So how are you? How are you really going to express who you are in the world in a beneficial, meaningful way? How is it that you're going to be a beneficial presence on the planet by living from the inside out and letting your goodness emerge in the world? That's what I want to know. That's important. That's your freedom right there. You're free to create that. And your soul knows better than any human. And you, the human, get to listen deeply to that soul and bring your creativity out. And in that, you end up with a great evolution of your own being into more wisdom, to more authenticity, vulnerability, you become very safe for other people to be around because you can connect and you're, uh, you're allowing yourself to be in that vulnerable, creative, very sensitive spot. So you do have freedom to create and it's essential for our own personal evolution. It's essential for the growth and survival of humanity and It's really essential for daily life. You know, we all appreciate creativity. We watch movies, we watch TV, we have art on our walls in our homes. We have all different kinds of ways we appreciate creativity. Think about nature. What if there there was no creativity? What if every flower was the same? What if there were no flowers? What if you were never allowed to see a sunset or a sunrise? So creativity is in the energy that created us. 
It's in the universe. It's in everything. It's in every breath we take. If you're breathing, you're creative. We live in a world that tries to tell you that if your creativity does not come out in a form of art, like a song, a sculpture, a poet, or, you know, a poem or something like that, that you're not creative. I believed that lie. My third grade teacher told me I wasn't creative. And because uh, I did an art project a little differently than she wanted it done. That's why. And I believed her because I'm very sensitive, empathic person. And she was an authority figure. And I believed her. I had no creativity. And sadly, I missed a lot of my creativity for, for a few years, many years, actually, until one day, actually, one of my clients who was a, a musician just said, no, well, hold on a second here. No, you're really creative. It pointed out what he could see. And then I listened and went, aha, that message from that teacher did not do me any good, right? Don't know what, I don't know what, what she was thinking or not thinking, or if she even realizes that what she said, how it really stunted me on one level for a long time. So what I did when I heard I wasn't creative is I ran into my intellect and I, and I have a high IQ and I love to learn. So it was easy for me to run into my intellect and study, 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 and just get very linear and very cognitive. And I missed this whole part of my life. And then one day I woke up and I realized I was successful and happy on one level, but secretly sad and had a lot of silent pain because I wasn't connected to that part of me. I didn't even know it was a part yet at that point. So it took a lot of deep work. It took looking within me to find that part of me and take that little th third grader and say, it's okay. That teacher was not very enlightened and it's okay. We, we, we're coming to the rescue now. Here's the life ring. I got it. And bring that part of me up to speed and then nurture that part of me. So now my creative cognitive self, right? And my creative, thinking of a good idea every time I turn around so. Oh, they can come together now and make something even more magical. So for all of us, there might be that disparity. There might be something someone said or a belief you picked up that may not be true that you might need to do some work around or might need to heal in some way or rectify it in some way so that all of you can be part of this beautiful energy trying to emerge through you out into the world. So that's my, my hope for you. I hope and I pray that you listening to this right now. Well, take a moment, go within yourself and ask yourself, am I authentically bringing out who I say I am? Really? Is there any part of me I'm hiding from shame or not understanding? Is there any part of me that I want to bring into the light? And then begin to say yes to all parts of you playing together to help your own soul evolve, your own being become more wise so that you can be the beneficial presence on this planet that you are meant to be. And the more of us that do that, the better our world is. Our children, our children's children, and all sentient beings rely on all of us clearing out that inner stuff, realizing that we are free to create something good and amazing and magical and saying yes to healing the wounds so that we all can experience freedom and move forward in an expanded evolution kind of way. I hope something I've said makes sense. 
I hope to see you in another podcast. Feel free to contact me if you have any questions because I'm always here to support the highest good for all of us. Until the next episode, be well. Thank you for listening. I trust you gained some valuable inspiration and information. Please join me and other visionaries in the Someone Gets Me Facebook group. Or for more information on my services and additional episodes, visit someonegetsme.com. Again, thanks for listening.